we spend our day thinking about workplace and we spend our day thinking about workplace partners and we want our partners to be able to kind of take that next step into where this product should be going and the value that it can bring to customers that we serve and, and any new customers coming down the line. Welcome to SaaS Connect, the SaaS Partnership Podcast, brought to you by the Cloud Software Association. Thank you, as always, to our podcast producers, content allies. They help B2B companies like you launch revenue-generating podcasts. They'll schedule interviews, produce the podcast, and promote it. Check them out at contentallies.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the SaaS Connect podcast. I'm excited to be here today, and we have a really exciting guest. I'm Sue Fernand, and I'm a board member on the CSA. And I am also the Director of Alliances for 8x8. And for those of you who are new to the SaaS Connect podcast and SaaS Connect ecosystem, we are an ecosystem of 4,000 SaaS professionals in the alliances and partnership field and excited to share some of the content today. So without wasting any more time, I want to introduce my friend and former colleague, Amelia Kirby, who is with Facebook. Hi, everyone. I'm Amelia, and I lead technology partnerships for Workplace, which is a Facebook product. Um, really excited to be here today. I've been a huge fan of the Cloud Software Association for quite some time. So I'm really excited to connect with you all and share some of the learnings as we kind of embark on our partnership journey over here at Workplace. Awesome. Hey, so, Amelia, could we maybe start with talking a little bit about what is Facebook Workplace? Because I know a lot of people are, you know, familiar with Facebook. Everyone's familiar with Facebook, right? But it, when it comes to Workplace, it's kind of a newer platform. I know I'm familiar with it because we both used it when we were at Vonage. But can you talk a little bit about what Workplace is and, you know, a little bit about what kind of target audience you're looking for there? Absolutely. So, as you said, Sue, everyone's familiar with Facebook. We've been building products for individuals to connect with each other globally um, for the past 15 plus years. And what we wanted to do was to bring that product expertise and bring those tools into an enterprise context. So how could we bring the Facebook infrastructure and product capabilities into the world of work to help employees connect with each other, to help companies connect with their employees and to bring that into an enterprise setting. So Workplace was originally built as a product that was used internally at Facebook by Facebook employees to collaborate and, and communicate during their working day. And what we quickly realized was it was bringing such immense value to our own internal employees that we wanted to see whether we could turn this into a product and actually sell it and deploy it externally. So five years ago, we launched Workplace into the market um, to serve businesses of all types and of all sizes to help them connect internally between employees and between peers, but also to help companies communicate with their workforce and actually look after their workforce at scale. So I'm going to share a little bit because I think it's helpful to visualize what this could look like. Um, so as I mentioned, you know, we're serving companies of all types, all sizes, and all types of verticals, and currently have more than 7 million paying users in the enterprise space. And based on familiar UI and user interface of the Facebook product, so we have familiar features such as groups and live streaming, and communications tools for internal comms managers and HR managers to help distribute information in a scaled way within an organization. So at the very end of the day, Workplace is a tool for internal comms and or organizational comms to help HQ connect with their workforce. 
And the problem that we really care about and the mission that we are really looking to solve is what the industry is now talking about as the employee experience. You know, businesses often say that their employees and their workforce and the people that work for them are a key asset, if not the key asset, of their company. And I think we all know, and this past year has taught us even more critically, like how important it is to look after your workforce and to take care of your employees, not just giving them the tools they need to actually do their job, but also to be happy and successful and look after their well-being and to keep them informed and to give them a sense of belonging to the organization that they're part of. And so Workplace, you know, our mission is really to do that, is to give them the tools they need to be successful at work, but also to help them feel part of the company and stay with their organizations and so on. So we are not just here for the traditional desk worker, people who are perhaps using laptops and go into the office and have a corporate identity and company-provided devices, we're also here for those workers who are kind of at the, the silos or the essence of the workforce, like your frontline workers, people who are perhaps in stores, in hospitals, people who are in transit and have distributed working lives. We're there for the frontline workers as well, and we want to connect everyone together on the workplace tool. Awesome. That's great. I know when we were talking about doing this podcast, I thought that whole mission was super relevant, like you said, to what we've just come out of, right, and how we're really realizing that it's so important for well-being and it's so important for companies to reduce churn. And just I think a lot of the tools we've seen in the past have been for, like you said, desk workers, right? And we need to kind of look. I love that you guys are looking at the whole ecosystem of employees as a whole and not just focusing on what we call the desk workers, right? Yeah, I I was just going to say that I think that those types of workers have typically been quite underserved by technology in the market. You think of IT tools and IT teams that are here to bring and deploy tools to, like you say, desk workers, or some people call them knowledge workers, and they're pretty well served and well equipped to actually do their job. But it's the folks that are on the front line in the stores, uh, facing customers who are really the face of the company. It's in those work pockets of the workforce that we see a lot of turnover and a lot of churn. And not only does that cost businesses money, but it also is problematic because those employees are not being well looked after. Um, they don't feel a sense of belonging in the company that they are representing, that they're part of. And so there's a huge missed opportunity there to better support and provide tools for those workers to not just do their jobs, but feel like they're part of an organization and part of the company that they work for. That's awesome. So I'm assuming when you're talking about tools, you're talking about that's where the partnership angle comes in, right? So how do you guys think about the partnerships playing a role in what you guys at Workplace are trying to accomplish? So we, you know, we can't do this on our own. We fully are taking a partner-first approach to how we're thinking about product development and product strategy, which is really exciting um, because we're learning a lot right now. Um, Facebook being a consumer-facing company, we're an enterprise business within a consumer company. And so we are uh, spend a lot of time building out all the important processes and systems in place that enterprise customers expect, support and SLAs and, and so on. And our partnerships piece is a huge element to where we see the next phase of our growth lying and helping us achieve the goals that we set for ourselves in terms of connecting everyone in their working lives. So we're thinking about it in a multifaceted approach. We actually launched our first partner program 
earlier this year that helps us serve all types of partners that are currently bringing value to workplace and helping us deploy workplace globally. So we have an ecosystem of about 80 technology partners right now, and we're looking to expand that and scale that out. And because we touch all types of workers in, a, in an organization, it will be our partner strategy is around the tools that you would expect, right? So the tools that people use to send emails and to collaborate and to connect over live video, those types of tools are our partners and SaaS products that we really care about and that we want to partner with um, to provide deep, uh, meaningful, integrated experiences between the workplace product and those tools that people are using in their daily lives and, and in their working lives to help get their jobs done. But we also want to connect with tools that help HR managers manage at their workforce scale. And so the typical HRIS tools are obviously very important to us, but also the frontline tools around shift management and workforce management are, are really interesting. And we are hoping that we can learn a lot from how they serve those customers and their specific stakeholders and partner with them to deliver integrations between workplace and their respective products. So we are, as I mentioned, we launched our first first iteration of our, our one partner program in March this year. We have a three-part track to that partner program. We are wanting to work with resellers, services partners, and technology partners. Those are the three tracks that we are really betting on to help us in the next phase of growth as we roll out to more customers globally and, and really expand our, our business. That's great. So you're taking a look at tools people are already using and then partnering with those technologies to bring them into Facebook as, or Workplace is kind of like the hub where everybody can access what's relevant to perform their job. That's super interesting. Yeah, and I think we also recognize that people spend their working day in across a variety of tools. It's no, no surprise around the diversification of tools and how context switching is just a classic pain point for employees as they're trying to be efficient and productive in their working day. So we want to take uh, both sides of the approach. Yes, we want to reach people where they are in the tools that they are already using. So we want people to be able to access workplace from products and services that they're already using. But we also want to build integrations that allow people to reach those tools from within workplace as well. So we recognize that in some contexts, workplace might be the hub or the starting point of your day. But in other contexts, we might be an element from which you bounce from another tool into workplace. So we're taking both sides of that approach and we are really investing in the platform and developer tools to make that possible. I think a lot of people can probably relate that in getting to a point where you are thinking about building out your partner ecosystem and especially your technology partners, your integration partners, the mission has to really come from within the organization first, which is do we see ourselves as a platform? How are we investing in the tools to help developers and partners to build on top of our products? and to actually see return on investment in the engineering effort that they put in to build and maintain an integration over time. So we've really spent a lot of time thinking about what our value proposition is to partners, but also investing in tools to help them be more successful as they build these integrations, but also helping them market those integrations and roll them out to our customer base at scale. So really the launch of a one partner program earlier this year a big part of that was actually making partners more successful and helping put in place the tools and the processes and the resources to help our partners see return on their investment in their workplace practice, no matter what the partner might be. 
That's awesome. So you mentioned you launched that earlier this year, and there, you mentioned you have quite a few partners already. So where do you feel you're at on the partnership journey, and, like, where do you guys want to get to? Yeah, so, you know, we're, we're learning a lot still at this stage, and we're learning a lot from our partners, right? We've had folks who – partners who've been with us since, kind of, day one, four years ago, uh, early adopters, as we would say. And so we've really taken approach in understanding and hearing from their perspective, you know, what they need to be more successful on the workplace. So we've launched in March. We've spent a lot of the past couple of months onboarding and bringing those partners and recruiting net new partners as well. We launched uh, through our partner success team, we launched a a really successful certification program, which helps partners skill up and get trained on what the workplace product is, both on the technical side, but also on the sales side as well. And we've seen great adoption of those certifications and real kind of value for the partners, which has been excellent. Other functions that we set up that is a key part of our partner success is partner marketing as well. We want to help our partners talk about their products and also their integrations and their practices and services that they may have built around workplace as well as other tools in the market. And so we're really investing in those tools to be able to boost resources for those partners that may not have a fully or extensive partner marketing resources or partner marketing team. So that's a big part of what we've done this year. When I look to next year, we're really excited about our recruit efforts. We are investing in all sorts of other product experiences that are extensions of workplace that bring value to other parts of the employee experience. So we want to actively work with and recruit partners that are already experts in that space so that when we are serving our customers, we are showing up with the tools that they already use, the tools that are already business critical to those companies, and showing up with an ecosystem approach to those accounts. So really, I'd say, in general, we are really doubling down on our partner-first approach, both from a sales perspective and a product perspective, as we go into next year. That's awesome. So do you see, like, opportunity for cross-pollination within the partners? Because it sounds like you have different types of partners. I would imagine some of the partners that are doing, you know, the implementation of workforce, you know, would they also be working with some of the partners that have developed solutions that are integrated into workplace? Is that something that you guys are focusing on too? Yeah, absolutely. I love seeing what I call like partner-to-partner activity. That's when you know that ideally the processes and systems that you put up in place perhaps are helping partners not just get from zero to one, but actually to get creative and think about ways that they can expand their investment with workplace beyond, you know, the standard three tracks that I've talked about. But you're absolutely right, Sue. Like we see our reseller partners who are the ones that are selling workplace and also deploying workplace. We see them thinking about interesting ways that they can build services and build their own IP on top of and around the workplace platform. In the same side, we see our technology partners thinking about how they can extend their own business to sell workplace or generate new business around their workplace practice, which is really exciting. And then our services partners, some of them sell, some of them only deploy, but we see a lot of creativity in them thinking about how they can build interesting and unique integrations beyond standard integrations with the tools in the market that we want to work with. But think about building even kind of net new products that sit on top of the workplace platform, which is great. And it's just another testament to how valuable partners are and partners of all types because they think 
so much further beyond the workplace product. And that's exactly why partners are so valuable, both at this stage of our growth, but also in terms of where we want to get to. You know, our product and engineering teams and our, our partnerships teams want to really invest in that ecosystem because we spend our day thinking about workplace and we spend our day thinking about workplace partners and we want our partners to be able to kind of take that next step into where this product should be going and the value that it can bring to customers that we serve and, and any new customers coming down the line. That's awesome. And I agree. I think you see, you know, there's never just like one solution that will work for everyone. It's always like a stack of applications or customizations are huge. So that's, I'm with you. I love when I see that kind of come together because I think it in general just makes the solution stickier, right? If it's tied into all the other components. So that's cool. Yeah. And I think something that's been a really interesting learning journey for us is understanding how we cater to the nuances within our partner ecosystem. So, you know, take measurement and partner performance as an example. You know, putting a revenue metric against partners of all types perhaps doesn't make a ton of sense at this stage of our growth. We want to be able to empower partners to deliver value in all sorts of ways. Revenue is a big part of that. Being able to close and win and retain net new businesses is obviously critical to a successful partner ecosystem. But we also have invested in measuring the impacts that our partners have at a product level. So metrics that we look at are things we talk about map, monthly active people. We talk about engagement on the product. We even look at engagement across the product, across different surface areas or feature areas where certain integrations lie. And I think that's really exciting because it helps us see where our partner ecosystem is touching our product across the board, but also impacting our business in multiple ways. And so that's been a big kind of data analysis and kind of BizOps operations project that we've been doing, which is how do we measure how our partners are playing both at the product level, both at the business level. And it's really great because it sets ourselves up for success and it sets ourselves up for further investment in the partner ecosystem and helping us grow and scale to the next level. That's awesome. So how, if somebody wants to get involved in a partnership with Facebook, like how do they go about doing that? Yeah, so multiple ways. Of course, I'm very happy to connect with anyone who's interested in learning more. So you can reach out to me directly, find me on LinkedIn. I can share my email address as well. So please don't hesitate to get in touch. We'd love to speak to anyone who's interested in learning more about what we're doing here. We also have pages on our website. We've got partner pages um, where you can apply or request to be contacted by the team. And then we, our partner success team will get in touch and walk you through the details of the different tracks of the program. And you can apply up front to be involved in any of the three tracks. In fact, you can apply to be part of all three of them if you wanted to. So, you know, our, our reseller business, our services business, and then our, our tech partnership track as well. Um, but, yeah, you can reach out through the website, fill in an application, and our team will be in touch. But we'd love to meet with anyone who's interested in learning more about what we're doing. Um, we're also investing in growing out the team, which is great. So we are a global partnerships team. We have folks based in all the regions that we operate in. So we are really taking a concerted effort to grow and also maintain and look after the ecosystem that we have and help our partners be more successful no matter where they sit and no matter the way in which they partner with us. That's awesome. Well, it looks like we've got a bunch of questions. I knew we would because I feel like this is such an interesting topic. So if you don't mind, Amelia, I'm just going to kind of read some of these off. 
Yeah. And we can get you to answer them. So we've got one, what is the partner recruitment goal? Which verticals are you focusing on? And if I'm a SaaS product focused on A, B, or C, how do you see if my product's a fit for your ecosystem? Yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll tackle the first part of that and then <laughs> part you one. remind me what the second part was. <laughs> I will. I'll read the second part in again. In case I go off on a tangent. Um, so I think the first question was around verticals that we're interested in recruiting around partner recruitment. I guess the first part was partner recruitment goal and then second was verticals. Okay. Yes. So I guess those things are coupled in a certain degree. So we, like I said, we want to reach out and connect with any partner who wants to work with us and, and kind of discuss the way that we can work together. But the concerted effort really is to think about partners that can help expand our product uh, capabilities in the market that we sit in, which is the market of employee experience. So if we think of employee experience, we think of products that help individuals perform better in their working life. So key verticals that we care about is partnering with the top collaboration tools in the market and um, also file sharing and content management and content storage SaaS companies are, are obviously really important to us. Any tool that helps individuals video chat or voice chat or communicate live is a key area that we want to invest in as well. So those are kind of the more collaboration elements. We're also really interested in exploring what I call kind of more novel areas of what people consider as part of the employee experience, which is really around employee well-being. So companies that help people with mindfulness and stress reduction, staff products that help people give thanks at work and recognize their colleagues. We have an awesome company that we're discussing with who have a tool that helps people have virtual coffee meetups. So how do you connect with teams or new joiners to your organization that you've never met before? We really want to invest in that side of things, too, because we know work is not just about getting your job done, but it's actually being successful as a full human. And if you're happy and thriving as a human, you're more likely to be more successful and happier in your working life. And then another area is, of course, on the frontline side of things. So I talked before about HR systems and payroll systems, but really workforce management for those individuals who are not in a more kind of traditional desk worker or knowledge worker type role. These types of workers tend to not have corporate identities, company provided devices. Um, they tend to not really have great tools and systems to help them do their job. So we want to work with the top shift management companies and workforce management and payroll and those types of tools that are so key to helping the contingent or workforce uh, be successful and as well. So lots of different areas there. We're starting to think about how we can invest in what the experience should be for new joiners within an organization. So what should onboarding feel like? How do we, especially, you know, as so many people are remotely onboarding into companies and have done for the past year and a half or so. Oh, yes. Did that myself? Yeah. (laughs) Right. Exactly. You've probably never connected face-to-face with someone at your organization. So how do we work with those tools that are helping those parts of the employee lifecycle be more successful? So that's our kind of recruit effort. Now, Sue, you're going to have to remind me what the second half of that question was. (laughs) No, I think you you hit all the points on that question. That was awesome. It's almost like your verticals are really tied to the type of worker too, which is interesting, right? And I think you're seeing it across scale. Like you might not have thought previously of a desktop worker needing like, you know, the kinds of tools that a frontline worker works. And now it seems like we want to have that kind of functionality 
across the board, right? Just because of right. you know, thinking about the holistic approach of like keeping employees engaged and keeping them happy. And it just needs to be a little bit different based on what your role is within the organization. So that's pretty cool that your verticals are kind of tied to the type of worker. Exactly. The and same I, goal. Yeah, I think what I'll add as well is that when workplace is deployed within a company, we tend to have every single employee that is employed at that company will have a workplace profile. So right from day one, the reach that the workplace tool has has to the entire organization, entire employee base, right? Because it's an internal comms tool. So if you need it to use it to distribute information, you need everyone in the tool as a starting base. And what that means is that we recognize that there are certain products that are deployed at the departmental level, but perhaps aren't deployed at scale across a company. So we want to connect with those tools, not just those individuals can use that tool with workplace as well, but so that that tool and those partners have the opportunity to expand their own reach within those accounts as well. So, you know, we have a top-down sales model, and we call it top-down wall-to-wall. A lot of our partners have the opposite, which is a land and expand model. And we want to help those partners expand in those accounts where we have wide-scale adoption within those accounts. Right. That's really interesting. So you guys have the ability to do that because you own all of the workers have licenses. So that's amazing. Right. There's definitely a really great opportunity there. That's awesome. Well, I don't want to monopolize the Q&A because there are some more <laughs> questions here. So there's another question. How do you plan on acquiring reseller partners at scale. So this is, you know, focused strictly on the reseller component. Absolutely. So our resellers are a really important part of our business. We're actively recruiting for more resellers globally that would love to get in touch and discuss. In terms of the process as to how we do that, the application process through that webpage that I mentioned is the first starting point. You connect with our partner success team, and then we start to onboard you as a reseller and put you through the certification programs that are necessary for you to become a verified or certified workplace reseller. And those programs really are to set up our partners to be able to sell workplace, talk about workplace, deploy workplace, build the relationships with the workplace teams that support our resellers. We have a global partner support function. We have partner operations. We've got all sorts of tooling as well. So it's a real hands-on approach to setting up our resellers and kind of setting themselves up for success. So our technology partner track, we've got uh, developer docs. You can build an app. You can request submissions and start building more in a self-service way at the start. Our reseller approach is more hands-on. So our team will be actively involved working with you to help enable you, provide you with all the, the tools that you need to start your workplace practice. That's awesome. But you kind of answered the next question at the front end of it anyway, how are you supporting partners? But this person also wanted to maybe know if you could take us through an example partner that you're working with and how you're going to market together, if you're able to kind of share a story there. Is that a reseller partner or technology partner? Or say, so I think okay. any partner would be appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a number of reseller partners globally that have been working with us for quite some time, and they tend to have regional specialties. But as I'm from the technology partner track, I'll kind of talk through some of the partners that we're working with right now and how we're working together. And so a great example of that will be our partnership with ServiceNow. You will have seen end of last year that we launched our strategic alliance with them publicly with three integrations and product level experiences that we built together. And what we're really excited around is the joint value proposition there. ServiceNow is an immensely powerful tool used extensively within the enterprise space and used across multiple departments um, to help IT teams, all sorts of teams within, within businesses to be successful. 
So we saw a lot of demand actually to around the ServiceNow integrations from our customer base. And that really kickstarted the relationship there. Like how do we better service our customers and the needs that they're telling us about at a product level? We really think that the most successful partnerships in the technology partnership space have to start with what we call product truth, right? There has to be not just basic integrations, but deep and valuable integrations that are really serving the customer need. So we spent a lot of time with the ServiceNow team defining what those use cases are and what the customer demand is, essentially. And then we built them collectively like I said, kind of middle of last year. And then we went live and had a partner launch moment in September last year with the ServiceNow team with some great customer testimonials, but also some mutual partner testimonials as well. I think what was especially interesting about that partnership was that we not only wanted to invest in the relationship with ServiceNow um, for our customer benefit, but also for our mutual partners really how these integrations and these product partnerships are really valuable for those resellers or services partners who also have a ServiceNow practice and want to couple together and build solutions around the other tools that they are already deploying and that they hear their customers are using. So probably a good example of a multifaceted partner, and we're doing more with them and rolling out to customers and so on, and it's grown a lot since our our first partner launch. But yeah, a good example of one that touches kind of the whole ecosystem as well as our customer base globally as well. So any particular market gaps that you're looking to fill via partner? Do you have like a top three or? Yes. As I mentioned, partner first approach to our product strategy, we do not intend to build everything first party as we call it. And we really want to partner with the experts in the space. So, you know, areas where Partnerships are absolutely critical to our success in the areas of identity management. So as one example, you know, we partner deeply with folks like Okta and Azure Active Directory and OneLogin because we recognize that those folks spend their entire workforce and time (laughs) investing in that space and their expertise is in that space. And we absolutely want to leverage their expertise and their deep, deep partnership to bring those types of important experiences and tools to our workplace admins really is is the value there. So identity partners are really, really critical. We love also what our analytics partners are doing as well. It's really interesting to see how analytics tools are pulling data from not just workplace, but all the tools that across the entire tech stack within our customer base and saying, hey, did you know that you've got a pocket of employees over here that are using this tool or that rollout that you expected of this tool that you brought in a couple of months ago hasn't reached this area of the business? And so it's really, really helpful to our workplace admins, but our customers in general, to be able to understand their tech stack and how things are knitting together nicely or where the gaps are in terms of the tooling that they take out to their employees and how they use them at work. So those are really interesting areas where we absolutely want to double down on. And I'd say anything that's in the realm of bringing value to admins, and as we talk about our admins, we mean the people who are rolling out and deploying and managing workplace as a product, as a tool within their company. So and giving them identity. to empower them a bit more with the platform? Absolutely, yeah. If we want to help them. We don't want workplace to be in an island, right? We want right. it to be a deep part, a connected part of the technology stack that that admin or that administrator might be managing in their company. So things that help IT teams be more successful, 
even HR admins and even internal comms teams be more successful. Those are the our key stakeholders. Um, so those are the areas that are really, really important for us to double down on. Awesome. All right. We've got a few more here. So can you describe the evaluation process Facebook undertakes when a potential partner applies to be a partner? So how are you selecting them? What kind of an investment do the partners have on their end from a joint marketing and go-to-market standpoint? Absolutely. So I can talk about the different tracks independently here. So for the technology partnership tracks or integration partners, we there are certain qualifying criteria that are just the base level starting point that we need in order to move forward as a partner. The first one is that you need to be building or in the process of building an integration with Workplace. The kind of starting point is we want all of our technology partnerships to start at the product level and grow from there. So we won't do marketing with partners if there's nothing that we can point to that customers that can actually go and use and get their hands on. Um, so that's the way we structure it. So do you have an integration? Are you planning to build an integration? If so, you know, what are the use cases? And we have a partner engineering team that's on hand to help partners through that ideation process if they haven't come to that vision yet. And we want to be very involved in that part of the process, too. So an integration is kind of first criteria. The second one is, do you plan to kind of maintain this integration over time? You know, we don't want to launch an integration and then have it be unowned or unsupported or unmaintained because ultimately that just causes customer pain points. And really that's where our partnership builds from is what is our integration and what is the product value here and how are we going to partner from that point on? And it's at that point that we then say, okay, great, you're in the program, perhaps customers are starting to install your integration, they're starting to use it. Then we say, okay, how do we market together with you? And so we've got a partner marketing team. Part of our program has marketing benefits that say, when you get to this level of company installs of your integration, we will work with you in XYZ way around co-marketing activities. In some cases, we're doing co-marketing funds, event sponsorships, and so on, to spread the word of your product and use yourselves as a partner, but also show up together in the market in really valuable ways. A great example of that, which I think is such an important part of how we work with partners, is investing in our partner success stories. I think often overlooked, but I think the most compelling way to tell a successful partner story is through a customer testimonial. So we really, really encourage our partners to work with us to invest in those customer success stories around those customers that are using our integration. So really care about that. And we've got partner marketing resources that are dedicated to working with partners and helping them build out those stories. So that's kind of the cadence of steps for the technology partnership track. For our resellers and services partners, the qualification criteria obviously isn't centered necessarily around whether you have integrations or not, but it's more about whether you have a team or uh, resources within your organization that will be dedicated to building out and owning the partner practice or the sorry the workplace practice within your organization so if you are a workplace reseller or workplace services partner you know do you have technical folks on hand that can help the customer in answering their technical questions around their workplace deployment and so on do you have a salesperson that's going to be put on workplace as a product that you are selling as part of your partner business so those are kind of the key functions that we expect to see within partners And then it's a case of uh, that enablement and training process that we have uh, to help partners get set up and build their workplace practice. But those are the main areas of our partner ecosystem that we care about. 
No, that makes sense. It's almost like with every partnership, right? You get out of it what you put into it, right? And I just have a, a secondary question. I don't mean to like cut everybody else's questions, but for those partners that are like the resellers or the implementation partners, do you guys refer stuff their way? Like if you're working with an enterprise, they're not going to self-implement, so there's opportunity for them to get some referral business from workplace as well? Yeah, absolutely. We have partners that source business to workplace, of course. That's a really important part of our ecosystem. (laughs) And yeah, absolutely. But we also have deployment only partners. And then we have direct sales team bringing in partners when we recognize that a customer or a prospect that we're speaking to will need a partner or a reseller or a deployment partner to help them be more successful, especially when you're selling into enterprise and particularly large enterprise where, you know, you have companies that have millions of employees that they look after. More often than not, they have multiple services partners helping them in how they do that. So absolutely, our direct sales team have a really close relationship with our resellers, which I think is a huge value because they see that bringing in a partner is such a huge value add and they bring them in early. They bring them in right, you know, as soon as they see that this customer might be a great candidate for a resold opportunity. And and it's such a great machine that we've seen that's starting to really work between our, our sales team and our, and our partner team as well. That's awesome. This kind of this question next, probably you answered a little bit already, but someone was asking as it relates to partner marketing, what are the go to market activities that Facebook engages in? I know you talked about the partner success yeah. stories, but is there anything else you wanted to talk about in terms yes. of, you know, go to market initiatives? Absolutely. And it's a really exciting space. And I think there's so much more we can do here, especially when fingers crossed things start to return to people, you know, going to events and stuff <laughs> like that. Yay. <laughs> fingers crossed. So, yeah, as I mentioned, kind of collateral or content is a key part of our partner marketing investments. So partner success stories are a big one, but sales enablement, quite frankly. So how are we equipping the workplace direct sales team to talk about the partners that we have, the integrations that we have, and bring those that content and that information into their prospecting conversations as well as their renewals conversations and so on. So content's a really big part. You know, if I don't have anything that I can point to or use that tells me about our partner ecosystem, it's going to be much harder for our sales teams to actually talk about our partners and, and talk about them up front. So that's a really big part that our partner marketing team helps out with a lot. And then once we move from the content piece, it's things like, okay, how do we show up together in joint webinars? How do we sponsor each other's events? How do we do product demos? How do we do you know, thought leadership with our mutual customers? We've done a lot of that over the years with partners of all types and also partners of all sizes. You know, we don't just want to have big marketing moments with the largest enterprise SaaS and hardware companies in the space. That's incredibly important, and we invest heavily in that side of things as well. But we also take a scaled approach to partner marketing. You know, we see a lot of customer value and importance in our partners that aren't the largest SaaS companies in the world, but are that middle band or even small startups that have 10 people are bringing huge value to our customers, and we want to market with those partners in meaningful ways, um, no matter what type of partner they are. That's awesome. I agree. Like, sometimes some of those more small boutique-type solutions or firms, they work with these amazing brands, so it's definitely yeah, good to have absolutely. a mixture. Okay, so a couple more, so I want to make sure we get these all answered. <laughs> so in the next year, where is the focus in terms of employer size for Facebook Workplace? Essentially, what is the ideal target customer in terms of number of employees, and where is the concentration of customers today? 
So, yeah, love this question. As I showed on the slide that I shared earlier, you know, we're, we work with very large brands, you know, some of the world's largest employers like Walmart and Starbucks. But we also, ever since day one, have worked with small companies, you know, FMBs or even startups that are, you know, less than maybe 20 employees. And I think we really care about the full spectrum. And, you know, the first few years have been really investing in that, what we call the large enterprise space, because we want to help with the biggest pain points around connecting a really distributed workforce, right? Folks who are, that employ millions of millions of workers. But we care about employee sizes across the board. I'd say at this stage, we are doubling down on certainly large enterprise, mid-market, and then kind of upper SMB market segment. So 500 employees and above, if I was to put that in kind of numerical terms, is really our sweet spot. However, I will say again that we have really successful customers who have less than 500 employees and they've been with Workplace for many, many years and get a ton of value out of the tools. So that's just kind of how we're thinking about things just because of the pain points and the product gaps that we're looking to solve based on, you know, how we better equip HR teams and comms teams and so on with their employee management and experience. That's awesome. And then there's one more that I think you might have answered a lot of this too, so if this is duplicated, but can you describe how you structured the partner team, like tools, people, logistical aspects of your team? Yeah, great question because we're right in the process of hiring for across the board our reseller partner management team, our services partner management team, and our technology partner management team as well. So the approach that we're taking is kind of points to what I mentioned earlier, which is how we cater for the nuances that we see in our partner ecosystem. How do we make sure that we've got folks in the right places that are looking after and making successful partners of all shapes and sizes. And also we see some regional specializations as well. So we want to make sure that we have people on hand to work with those partners across the board. So the way that I'm approaching it for my team, and I'll just talk about that just because it's firsthand, is we're looking to build out our global alliances management team, which will be folks that look after those larger strategic alliances and players in the enterprise space. And that individual will look after maybe three to five strategic accounts that have multifaceted partner projects and partner plans in place across co-product development, co-marketing in lots of ways, even co-sell motions and activating the ecosystem around that set of solutions. And so those kind of how we think about our global alliances managers. And then on the other side, we're hiring for folks for our scaled platform partnerships team. So in the by that, I mean folks that are working to align with our product team around those strategic product verticals that I talked about and planning how we build an ecosystem of platform partners around those spaces. So we have a product vertical. We identify maybe the top 20 or 50 SaaS or hardware companies in that space. And then we have an active outbound recruitment effort to those partners saying, hey, we've got cool new platform capabilities coming down the line. We'd love to learn from you, partner with you, have you as a launch partner, get your feedback, get some early adoption on the new API or permissions that we're releasing and really have that like product element of our platform partner strategy kind of be really early in how we build and develop and roll out roll our products. So that's the kind of our scaled partner management approach, which will be looking after, you know, not just um the AT integration partners we already have, but how we scale up and, and kind of 10x that number as we build out and roll out those products. So those are kind of the two partner management functions that 
how we're thinking about the next phase of our team. And then, of course, I have a programs and operations specialist that helps me manage the ecosystem that we have to date, right? So how are we making sure that the partners that are already with us are being successful? We're monitoring the health of the ecosystem, recognizing where the gaps are, identifying any risk around churn. We have an annual compliance and review cycle that has to be passed through every year, so helping partners get through that process. So that's kind of the ops and programs side of things as well. And then the last thing I'll say, which might just be helpful for folks as they're they're maybe thinking about this at their respective organizations, but the way we structure our partner teams, we have the three functional pillars, as I mentioned, technology partnerships, resellers, and services partners, and we've got partner management teams under all of those. We also have regional deployments based on certain resellers and services partners that are really only perhaps deployed in certain countries or have a real presence in a certain region, we want to make sure that a partner manager is like on site in the same time zone. So that's why we have some regional waiting in those teams as well. And then we have our partner success team, which is a big part of the programs that we run, both incentives for partners, benefits for partners, the accreditations that I mentioned, and the real kind of partner enablement practice that looks after all of those types of partners that are in the functional pillars. That's awesome. It sounds like you've got it structured pretty well. I think one thing that was in here, too, is tools. Like, is there any you know, sort of a third-party tool? I know that that's really important to the SaaS Connect community because everybody's always like, what are you using to manage your partners? Yeah. Is that something that you can talk about? or? Yes, absolutely. So it's something that we released as part of the partner program launch back in March. Is For the first time, we've actually rolled out a PRM, which is, you know, probably music to many people's ears because it's <laughs> a really important part is as exactly. professionals, right? Yeah, totally. So that was really exciting. And our partner success team kind of manages the rollout of that. And it really helps partners be more self-service in across so many elements of the partner lifecycle onboarding, contracting, you know, putting NDAs in place, putting our partner agreement in place, enablement and training and certifications, access to just content that it might be valuable, even accessing our partner marketing materials and templates that they can use. It's the whole spread of content that and tools that are so important to the partner lifecycle that you can access through PRM. And then, of course, we use Workplace to communicate with our partner ecosystem. <laughs> yeah, so we use this concept of multi-company groups, which are workplace groups that can have external participants, so folks that are not in your company but are extensions like partner ecosystems and stuff. We use our groups to um, communicate with our partner community, share interesting anecdotes and insights, get feedback from them, and also help them connect with our customers, which is really important. So many of our workplace customers use Workplace to communicate with the Workplace sales team and the Workplace CSM team and so on. And we want partners to be a big part of that and be in those groups and in those ecosystems that help them, you know, expand their business and connect with customers that are deeply invested in Workplace already. So, yeah, we definitely use our own tools, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's important, right? All right, we'll give you time for one more, and there is one more question, so it's perfect timing. So this is for technology providers who are considering or already active developers on other platforms like G Suite, Slack. How is Facebook Workplace different? Yeah, absolutely. So we actually partner with the other enterprise collaboration tools in the market. 
I think what has been really important to emphasize is that Workplace is a tool that helps for internal communications, large-scale, top-down company comms. We're not really a tool that we are providing to help people collaborate on project-based activities. So we actually partner with the Googles, the Microsofts, and so on of the world because we recognize that that's where teams sit to get things done, to work on projects, to hit certain project milestones, to collaborate in a very interactive and kind of real-time way. For workplace, it's more the place where you go to talk about the work that you're doing, communicate around milestones, go to find important company information, go to connect with other folks on a culture level. So really, we talk about the culture capital of the company being on workplace, whereas the other tools are used for team collaboration, actually getting projects done and getting your work done. And I think what I'll say is our approach to technology partnerships is that we recognize that so many of our customers are using workplace in the way that I've just described alongside these other tools that they're using for collaboration and productivity use cases. And so our priority is to partner with all of those types of companies and more where people are spending time in their working day and connect with interesting ways so that workplace can reach people where they are at certain times of their working day, but also be the place where you can go to find this other type of content and elements of your business and your business culture and employee experience, which are the other elements that I spoke about. Awesome. I think we're almost just about at the end. If anyone wants to throw any last minute questions in, do so now or forever hold your (laughs) peace. (laughs) But this is great, Amelia. I love talking to you as always. And it sounds like you're building something really amazing there. And I know with you at the helm, it's going to be pretty awesome. So looking forward to seeing you. Thank you so much. It's been so great to join you. I think it's a really informative chat. And hopefully next time we see one another, it will be in person with some rosé and oysters and not over, you know, (laughs) video conference. Hopefully. And as I mentioned before, anyone who's watching this or will watch it in the future, please feel free to get in touch. My door's always open. I'm always excited to connect with other partnership professionals, whether or not it's about workplaces, you just want to connect and discuss the world of partnerships. um, I'm here and I'd love to learn from you and connect. Thanks, everybody on the line for joining. Thanks for the awesome questions. And again, thank you, Amelia. And we will talk soon. Thank you, Sue. If you like this and want more great insights on software partnerships, you've got to rate, like, and subscribe. And join us at thecloudsoftwareassociation.com. Thank you, as always, to our podcast producers, Content Allies. They help B2B companies like you launch revenue-generating podcasts. They'll schedule interviews, produce the podcast, and promote it. Check them out at contentallies.com. We'll see you on the next episode.